our top story tonight, the New York Jets. Now we know Aaron Rodgers is pissed at the NFL. Not happy that he is going to be the subject of hard knocks. We know how Aaron Rodgers hates the spotlight, yet he continuously puts himself in the spotlight. But the New York Jets, despite having hard knocks, are going all in. They signed defensive tackle Quinnen Williams earlier today. That way, they avoid the Darrell Revis hard knock standoff that we had years ago. And then they're still in on Dalvin Cook. And apparently Dalvin Cook might be using the New York Jets to get what he actually wants. We've got all that and much, much more on Player Profiler today. First things first, you already know the New York Jets are on hard knocks. It's going to be a great season. We talked about that yesterday. Go check out that episode on the 12th. And we talked about how Aaron Rodgers is not happy. But Aaron Rodgers is a fascinating individual because he complains about being in the spotlight, complains about being taken out of context, complains about cameras in his face, complains about bad journalism, and yet does all of these things to remain in the spotlight, remain in the national conversation because he wants to. Aaron Rodgers is a bit of a troll and it's fun and it makes for good entertainment. And that is going to be part of Hard Knocks. And the Jets are hoping that Dalvin Cook will be part of Hard Knocks as well. We have reports that Dalvin Cook has a $7 million deal on the table from the Minnesota Vikings? Yes, the Vikings have a contract on the table for Min- for Dalvin Cook per sources. And it's worth $7 million for a one-year deal, I believe. Didn't specify, just that it is a $7 million deal. And if Dalvin Cook returns to Minnesota at that contract, more than Alexander Madison is making, double what Alexander Madison is making, well... Uh, We know what happens at that point. Dalvin Cook back to a bell cow. Alexander Madison back to irrelevant being overdrafted. But it doesn't sound as though Dalvin Cook wants to return to Minnesota. That he's done. That he is ready to move on, explore greener pastures. But the contract from the Miami Dolphins is significantly less than the one that the Minnesota Vikings are offering. Because clearly... If the Vikings were offering seven and the Dolphins were offering more and Dalvin Cook wants to play for the Dolphins, he'd have signed by now. But instead, Dalvin Cook is using the Vikings offer of $7 million and trying to leverage the New York Jets as well because the Jets are in on Dalvin Cook. The Jets are in on a Super Bowl run this year. They know that they've got a two-year window here with Aaron Rodgers. They've got 2023. Rogers says he's back for 2024. And then after that, it's a massive question mark. So the Jets are going to go all in this year. And part of that could be signing Dalvin Cook. And if that is the case, well, that is devastating for Israel Banakanda. That is devastating for Bam Knight. Absolutely devastating for Michael Carter because If Dalvin Cook signs with the New York Jets and there's no Brees Hall, 
then he's going to be the bell cow. He's going to see 60% of the opportunity. Michael Carter probably sees about 30% of the opportunity. And then Israel Abanacanda or Bam Knight. Or maybe they combine for that final 10%. But once Brees Hall returns, that's going to be completely different. Bam Knight probably going to get cut. There's no way that the Jets are going to keep Brees Hall, Dalvin Cook, Bam Knight, Michael Carter, and Israel Banacanda, five running backs on the active roster. That's not going to happen. And so, unfortunately, Bam Knight would likely be cut. Maybe he signs somewhere and ends up as a role player there because Bam Knight, talented running back. But Israel Banacanda, once Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook are there together, he's not seeing the field. He's probably going to be a healthy scratch on most game days. Michael Carter will be the RB3. And even he won't see the field. It will be a Brees Hall-Dalvin Cook split. And so if you've been drafting Michael Carter, if you've been drafting Israel Banacanda, drafting Bam Knight, that is completely out the window. Cut him as soon as they sign Dalvin Cook. Because either way, they are not going to matter. But it's going to matter in fantasy if Dalvin Cook signs with the New York Jets. But he doesn't want to. It is pretty clear that Dalvin Cook wants to go to Miami. He's been posting pictures of himself in his old jersey. Old high school football picks back when he played in Miami. So I think Dalvin Cook wants to go to Miami. I think at some point he's going to accept Miami's offer because clearly the Vikings haven't blown him away with their offer enough to re-sign there. And the Jets haven't blown him away with their offer either to sign there. So if Dalvin Cook isn't blown away by any of these offers, He's going to end up with the Miami Dolphins unless there's an injury. And that's just going to destroy Jeff Wilson, Devon A. Chain, Raheem Mostert. But the Jets won't go down without a fight. They're going to try to sign Dalvin Cook. Regardless, if you want a breakdown on all of these players, all the New York Jets, all the Miami Dolphins, all of them, go and check out the draft kit. Podfather, take it away. Hey, it's the Podfather of great news. The 2023 Draft Kit is live. It is world famous. Why? Because it is the best resource for winning fantasy football championships that exists. There are rankings and cheat sheets for every format you can imagine. We have projections both at the team level and the player level. And wherever you are, you can click on a player, open them up, and see in-depth written analysis about what to expect in fantasy football from that player this year. And then you can click on the team and you can get even more in-depth analysis, all the drivers of fantasy production, both in a positive and negative direction for that team, including a signature trend. And the graphics are incredible. So these team insights, they give you the team level projections, the vacated targets, the vacated areas, and that one dynamic for each team that you need to know when making decisions on draft day. And we added a bunch of features. I mean, Individual cheat sheets for Theo and Billy and Dario. So you can take your favorite analyst and download their personal draft cheat sheet. And then in the commissioner's section, also brand new this year, Memphis Young lays out everything you need to know to manage a league. Do's, don'ts, tips, and what the more innovative fantasy commissioners are doing this year. That's presented by Trophy Smack. The whole package is presented by the Fantasy Football Players Championship, the FFPC Ray Garvin, Derek Brown, the best minds in the industry contributing analysis. It's certainly not the most inexpensive draft kit on the market, but uh, it is the best. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. Playerprofiler.com slash draft kit. 
Go get it. And it's not just Dalvin Cook when it comes to the New York Jets. It's not just hard knocks when it comes to the New York Jets. No, they made a massive move earlier today. Quinnen Williams, the star defensive tackle, drafted second overall. No, drafted third overall. It was Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, then Quinnen Williams. But then there, remember, there are all those talks. Oh, could the Cardinals take Quinnen Williams and stick with Josh Rosen? Oh, what a time that was. But Quinn and Williams to the New York Jets. And now he signs the largest second contract in the history of the New York Jets. Four years, $96 million, $66 million guaranteed. That is $24 million per year, which means two and a half plus years are guaranteed under this contract. Well done. Quinn and Williams, he deserves it. He absolutely deserves it. And credit to his agent, agent Nicole Lynn. She has been working wonders this offseason. Gets the largest contract in the history of the New York Jets. Gets the largest contract in the history of the Philadelphia Eagles with Jalen Hurts. Money moves by Nicole Lynn. Quinn and Williams cashes in. He's now the second highest paid defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald. Donald, of course, makes $31 million. He makes more than any other defensive player, as he should. And then $24 million a year, Quinnen Williams, and he's worth every penny. The Jets are going all in. The Jets want and need a Super Bowl run. They need to go deep in the playoffs these next two seasons. Otherwise, this Aaron Rodgers trade will have amounted to nothing. The Jets need this win. Going all in. And it's just one less distraction through training camp. We won't have the Darrell Reeves holdout. And I'm sure Robert Sala was desperate to avoid that. But what about the New England Patriots over in the AFC East still? Well, apparently there are some friends of Bill Belichick that have been talking to the media. And they're starting to worry that Bill Belichick might be out of a job in the near future. That Robert Kraft is desperate to return to the playoffs after five years without a playoff win. That's too long for the New England Patriots. And so there are conversations that Robert Kraft may be running out of patience with Bill Belichick. The Patriots invested significantly in Gerard Mayo, the defensive coordinator who's not a defensive coordinator because Bill Belichick doesn't like to call people their actual title because then he has to pay them more money because Bill Belichick is just always playing games. And he plays games with his roster, played games with Mac Jones. Oh, am I going to bench Mac Jones for Bailey Zappi? Oh, well, I don't know if I can actually do that because Robert Kraft might not let him. But really, comes to find out that Bill Belichick was in control of the conversation the whole time. If he wanted to bench Mac Jones, he could have. But he didn't want to because Mac Jones gave them a better chance at winning than Bailey Zappi, even with the struggles. But starting to sound as though Bill Belichick's leash might not be as long as we had thought that if the Patriots don't make the playoffs this year, and if they don't win in the playoffs, that Bill Belichick could be looking for a new job or could be first forced into retirement. And it's not an early retirement. Bill Belichick turned 71 in April, but he is closing in on becoming the winningest head coach of all time. Would Robert Kraft, really fire Bill Belichick before he gets that title? 
Probably because Robert Kraft loves Bill Belichick, but he also loves winning. He has become accustomed to a certain style of life in the NFL. And Bill Belichick hasn't been able to provide that. And without a full rebuild, I don't think the Patriots can compete in the playoffs. And so when you have Bill Belichick, a coach who is desperate to continue to win, to continue to pad that resume and eventually become the winningest coach of all time, he's not in it for a rebuild. So the Patriots may have to make a decision after this season. I thought Robert Kraft would give Bill Belichick a longer leech. But it's starting to sound as though his friends are worried that Bill Belichick could be on the way out. Speaking of on the way out, Dan Snyder continues to make problems on his way out of the NFL. We all know that they have agreed to sell the team. Dan Snyder agreed to the Josh Harris ownership group that he would sell to them for $6 billion. But now there are sources that are saying Dan Snyder is threatening to complicate the approval of the sale. I don't know how he would do that when he's already agreed to it. And the NFL just needs to approve it and they're going to approve it. So I don't know what power Dan Snyder has to make it difficult now, but kind of just sounds like a threat. Kind of just sounds like he's trying to get protection from the NFL for all this legal stuff that he's been trying to do for a while. But I hope that the NFL isn't afraid of Dan Snyder. Doesn't sound like the owners are. And I hope that justice, whatever that justice is, is served. And I'm just happy that we're going to have Dan Snyder finally, finally out of the NFL. Well, now we do have an update on Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley still at a crossroads with the New York Giants. The Giants, a story came out that the Giants offered Saquon Barkley $13 million a year with $26 million over the first two years. But Saquon Barkley quote tweeted that with two cap emojis. So Saquon Barkley says, nah, that didn't happen. The Giants did not offer me $13 million a year with $26 million over the first two years. Or maybe they did, but that's not the actual reflection of the contract because today we have a report that Saquon Barkley, the best offer that he had from the New York Giants was $19.5 million guaranteed. That is based on the franchise tag at $10.5 million. And Saquon Barkley is going to make more than the franchise tag, $10.5 million. That would be less than two years guaranteed. Saquon's looking for guaranteed money into that third year. Teams are resistant into guaranteeing running back contracts into year three. So we're at a standstill. I don't know where we end up, but Barkley has been consistent that he's not looking for the $16 million a year that Christian McCaffrey is set to make. We've got a couple more days, my friends. We have a couple more days until this is resolved. And we know, okay, Saquon Barkley has signed. It's all good. Nothing to worry about. Or come Monday, it's going to get a whole lot more frustrating as we wait for this situation to resolve. Final situation that we are waiting to see how it shakes out is the Detroit Lions backfield. Brad Holmes was talking earlier today about this new backfield and how the Lions with the running back changes, it's going to make the offense better. They love the explosiveness that DeAndre DeAndre Swift brought to the team, but he wasn't the home run threat that Jameer Gibbs is. 
four four is great. Four four speed is great, but four three speed is better. Jameer Gibbs, more explosive, faster, better breakaway speed than DeAndre Swift. And as Brad Holmes has pointed out, reminds him of Marshall Falk, who Brad Holmes actually worked with with the Los Angeles, then the St. Louis Rams back in 2003. Marshall Falk was still there and says, in terms of what Jameer Gibbs can offer in the passing and running game, reminds him of Marshall Falk. And if you might not remember, Marshall Falk went for 1,000 yards receiving and 1,000 yards rushing, which is interesting because the other player that Brad Holmes compared Jameer Gibbs to was Christian McCaffrey saying that this is the closest thing he's seen to Christian McCaffrey as a scout, as a running back who you can actually play as a wide receiver that can actually fully run the entire wide receiver route tree. Pretty good comparisons. Marshall Falk, a thousand and a thousand. Christian McCaffrey, a thousand and a thousand. Now, I don't see Jameer Gibbs going for a thousand yards rushing and a thousand yards receiving. I think the thousand yards receiving is more likely than the rushing. But it's possible at some point. Just not this year with David Montgomery because Brad Holmes also made sure to highlight David Montgomery that, yes, they're going to miss the leadership of Jamal Williams. Interesting when the loss starts at leadership, and that's because David Montgomery is better than Jamal Williams as a rusher and as a receiver. Brad Holmes made sure to highlight David Montgomery's ability in the receiving game as well. So this is telling me that Yes, the Lions will run the ball. They'll run the ball effectively. But this is going to be, once again, a pass-first offense that Jameer Gibbs, he's going to catch a lot of balls. I believe Jameer Gibbs, while Jameson Williams is suspended for six games, will be the wide receiver two on the team. Then down the stretch, when Jameson Williams returns, he'll see a bit of a drop-off in targets. I think Jameer Gibbs is going to start the year hotter than he ends it thanks to the Jameson Williams suspension. But once we get to November and December in the cold, David Montgomery, his work as a runner and as a receiver, keeping defenses honest, Jameer Gibbs, to start the year, may help you be undefeated, but David Montgomery is going to be the one out of the two in the Detroit Lions backfield that is a league winner. Hey, you like that video, be sure to subscribe and activate those alerts so you get notified as soon as new videos drop. And be sure to check out playerprofiler.com. We have all the tools for you to dominate every type of fantasy league. We have a draft kit, Dynasty Deluxe, Data Analysis, DFS Dominator, and don't forget the player rankings to rule them all.